Hello and welcome to The Big Chat, a podcast that champions individuals and businesses at the heart of their communities. Um, Making sure they understand how accountable they need to be in the business, but being positive throughout so that they literally love what they do. I think magazines will always be around. I think there'll always be a market for them. I think advertisers like being on paper. But in another way, it actually gave me that time to really grow and develop and, um, yeah, build it, basically. We try to communicate more with clients than most accountants do. The Big Chat. This is all about collaboration and giving people in our towns the chance to have their say, their way. morning uh it's nicole here and welcome to this week's episode of the big chat um i'm doing this episode from my studio because uh well i always do it from a studio but i'm doing it via the power of zoom because my special guest is very very busy he's very hard to get hold of um i was graced um with getting to know him through lockdown and um he's just a wonderful magical man is all i can say and i thought as we're going to be um well this will be coming out in december and christmas i thought you know how much more magical than to talk to someone who really does have a, a very um just a really amazing outlook on all things to do with our world and he's also just uh, published another book he's just literally published another book so Ooh. i'm re- yeah i'm really excited to introduce you to um a f- dear friend of mine but also an incredible incredible man steve noble thank you that was amazing i'll pay you later thank you very much very nice <laughs> But thank you so much for coming on because we were very lucky to see each other at the weekend. I didn't didn't yeah. get to see you on your your birthday recently. No. But we've we've sort of had a had a couple of dinners and we had dinner and you bought this amazing book. Yeah. It's a labor of love. Signs labor of love. So yeah. yeah, but I mean, look, before we get stuck into this, tell people not everyone, I know it's surprising, Steve, <laughs> but not every I mean, look, your backdrop. Everyone can check you out. This is great. I love it. But not everyone is going to know who you are. Or Gosh, you know, that's surprising, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> My kids think I'm famous. You know, they, they are famous. Well, am I famous? Because we, we were walking along the seafront with my son and daughter-in-law and my granddaughter. And someone stopped me there going, oh, my God, it's you. And they were like, what, are you famous? And then, you know, the dinner party we met at. Yeah. There was a guy there who turned to someone, I think it may have been Liz, and said, is he famous? Why is everyone <laughs> kind of cooing all over him, you know? Well, you, and, do, you do get introduced as the Steve Noble. The Steve Noble. The Steve Noble. <laughs> I think I talked to the Nicky a bit on Saturday, and I was like, he is the, ma- the Steve Noble. Yeah. But, you, you know, tell, tell people a bit about you that don't know. You've written a lot of books, but what, what are you best known for? Um, people like you on YouTube, don't they? Yeah, they like YouTube. They like know me on YouTube. Well, initially they knew me as a director of alternatives, which is this London-based spiritual organization based in a church, St. James's Church in Piccadilly, which is very near Buckingham Palace. And they have all the kind of they have lots of dignities used to go there. And you know, Tony Blair rocked up once and all that kind of stuff. And um we hold we used to hold well, they still do hold talks in the church every week and workshops. And it was go- it's been going for nearly 40 years now. I think I left it 
in 2012 on the winter solstice very dramatically you know yeah. resign winter solstice and then I've been doing this and I'm best known I suppose for meditations transmissions on YouTube which has got 137 plus thousand follow followers around going oh my god it's you you know Amazing <laughs> so it's nice meditation transmissions so a lot of our listeners um because obviously we go out to local businesses you know and also it's people that i'm inspired by um which you are one of them of course but it's you know people are more familiar with the word meditation we know in our world that you know a lot of a lot of people know what meditation transmissions are but for those that don't you know could you describe a little bit more <clears throat> about that so uh, well um I used to do writing retreats and I was in Greece uh, and I, I was in this little chapel right on the edge of the sea, but you can get about six people in this little chapel. It's all by myself. And I started to get this pressure on my head and it's like, Oh my God, what's that on the kind of crown chakra for your yeah. listeners, the crown yeah. chakra was like a pressure. Yeah. And uh, it took me a day or two to work out that someone was trying to communicate with me. And eventually it turned into this transmission. So it was a transmission of called the earth star goddess if from Greece and um, all these beings have been contacting me. I've, I've kind of been opening up to all these beings from angels to star guides to higher self, um, all kinds of beings. And they kind of come. I get this transmission through my being and I kind of record it now. And then I fall in love with them and then they disappear. It's very strange. You know, some people doing this kind of work have their, their guides, you know, Archangel Michael, they fall in love with. He's always there. Mine don't. They kind of come have an intense love, love affair and go. I'm kind of a serial monogamist as, as a ch- kind of a channel, I suppose. And so uh, was, channel is what you'd say. It's a chat, your chat, your channeling basically. I kind of channel, I kind of, yeah, I think I would, that's probably the closest term to it. And, uh, but there are six archangels that stay with me that I work with consistently, which are the um, horizontal plane, Raphael, Michael, Gabriel, Uriel, and the vertical force plane, um, metatron and sandophon and these six angels hold the whole space of all of these meditations transmissions and so each angel has an energy a symbol and a kind of particular colored energy a feel of energy and over time people follow it and they get used to calling and being held in this way and it's kind of creating i think it creates a kind of created a great a group field of energy that people go in and they just tap into it it's like oh yeah i've done this before tap in boom they've gone straight into it because they've they've gone down that path so many times it's familiar to them so uh yeah so is this is this um you know obviously this is a conversation we're having for everyone listening not to you and i've had many conversations but is this something because that for a lot of people that'll be like angels and but people are much more open to alternative ways of thinking now and certainly working with energy and different fields. And we're all understanding a bit more about the impact that we have on each other without even touching each other, you know, mental health and all of those well-being areas. But with, you know, a lot of people will be like, oh, not everyone, thank yeah. you. But a lot of yeah. people are like, what does that mean? You know, that, that that's that. How, was that always something that you really were interested in were you always interested I mean I've read some of your book and you'd always been interested in sort of alternative ways of thinking and philosophy but yeah how, how did that sort of was it literally that light bulb moment where you were like oh, you, you know you got that transmission and then that was it. it was your way of life well um as a kid I was interested in all kinds of stuff odd and weird and sci-fi and you know magical and then and as a teenager I was um I kind of went to sleep thinking oh you know get become normal let go of all this stuff so uh, uh then i woke up in my 30s and started following it again 
my mind was saying to me, how do you know this is real? How do you know this is real? And I think a lot of people ask the question, well, it all sounds lovely, you know, all that great stuff. But, and my mind was asking this question and I had this session with a healer once. Uh, well, actually I used to see her every week for, for quite a while. And I had my eyes closed and she had her hands in my energy, energy field, you know, yeah. and she had her hands probably about five feet away from me, way up. And my eyes were closed and I said, I can feel your hand. Mm-hmm. And she said, where is it then? And I told her and she said, open your eyes. And there it was. I'm like, oh, my God, I could feel her hand five feet. And there's no way the heat I could feel her hand. You know, you can't mm-hmm. feel it five feet away. And we did it a few times. And I'm like, oh, that's so amazing and i just was going out thinking oh what and she told me uh this statement you create your reality this is a new age statement you create your reality and i was like well what does that mean and then i got to try it all out and it started to work i started creating car parking spaces beyond you know coincidence and other things and i I really pushed the universe a lot going i want to know it's real and i i really did push the universe i did some really weird things i'll give one example was um I went down the West end of London on a double yellow line. I parked my car there and I surrounded it with light and went to see a film. And I said, that car is not going to be touched. No ticket, no towing away. And I came out and there it was. And I, I was pushing, I mean, more than that. And then I got the universe told me at one point, okay, enough. You've, we've, you know, you've worked it out that it does work now. Just get on with it. And um, so I've kind of learned to trust and not to keep pushing the universe you know is it real is it real i kind of know it's real now and i think yeah. i think everyone who is on the path who is attracted to the path needs to answer the question for themselves how do i know this is real i need some experience that tells me it's real whatever mm. the experience is and it's gonna be different for different people really and it's it's yeah it's interesting i mean it's a, a mutual friend of ours anna she calls it black panther parking black panther that puts a you know literally <laughs> calls in and that's it you don't get a ticket and it does work and i've but and, and actually someone else that i've spoken to who definitely isn't in any way alternative he's always said i can manifest car parking spaces i mean it does yeah. It's so there's those simplistic things, but there's synchronicities of life, aren't they? That actually demonstrate that we do have much more power than we realize. Yeah, I do believe we create our reality from the inside out, from our belief system, stories, thinking, emotions, choices, actions. It all contributes to our reality. And I was brought up thinking that I had no power over my reality. I had nothing. You know, it's all yeah. my mother had the power or my father yeah. had the power, the boss or my, yeah. my wife or the government, you know. But when I look at this bunch in power now in Britain, I think, well, they kind of seem to have power, but, but what a bunch of idiots managing this global crisis, so-called mm-hmm. crisis. So, yeah, I think that we are learning that we create our reality from the inside out and we're testing it out and then coming together in groups. And we will create a new world eventually as we start co-creating together. But we're mm-hmm. in that phase. We're not quite there yet. We're still in the kind of weird, strange uh, landscape in the world at the we're, moment we're in the transition period <laughs> yeah big one <laughs> but I mean also when we talk about that how much must you have seen things change even in like you said that you left the school look in 2012 was it you said that alternatives I mean, yeah alternatives like in 10 years how much have you seen a change and in the 10 years before that how much have you seen because even myself being having been a yoga teacher up till 10 years ago I stopped teaching 10 years ago even then, from then to now, I see such a dramatic difference. I mean, it's just huge. Yeah. Well, when I first started as director of alternatives, one of the things I wished was I wish this would all go mainstream. 
because mm. it'll be brilliant if it goes mainstream. And it started to go mainstream. There was publishers jumped in Hay House and other publishers. And suddenly you've got a flood of, if you go into Waterstone bookshop or for, there's a flood of spiritual books everywhere. Mm. If you go on the internet, there's a flood of stuff. You go on Ted talks, people are stalking openly. So yeah. suddenly it's all gone more mainstream. You have the secret that film the secret yeah but one of the things about it is um the unfortunate side of that is that there's a lot of kind of sound bites and a lot of stuff where it's all a bit fluffy and there's no substance to it mm. you know I, I do hear a lot of you know everyone now is a life coach in bali you know a friend of mine, of mine was in bali going there's all these 20 year olds being life coaches and how do they know about life to tell other people at 20 you know mm. and i think you do need some life experience before you become a life coach actually mm. so in the whole field there's a lot of people who jumped on and one of the big things for people now is what's the right teacher what's the right path is so much choice yeah. actually when you look at it and from when I left alternatives, uh, I did as much as I could do there to now. I mean, my path is I've got even weirder than when I, I was weird when I was at alternatives. My kid, dad, dad, you're weird, you know. But now I've sailed off in the sunset as far well, as wonderful they, weird, Steve. Wonderful. Wonderfully weird. <laughs> they, you know, but, but I see what's happening is there is an awakening of people yeah. um, that wasn't happened before. People are waking up. You know, you know, lots of kids are waking up, already awake, a lot of them. Um, what's happening in the world now? This, who could have predicted this nonsense going on in the world? But that is also waking up a lot of people to, you know, what's really going on in the world? Who, who's running the world and all this kind of thing? So I'm, I'm very hopeful that we're in this period of transition. It's difficult and dark, but the light is definitely there at the end of the tunnel. So, um but people are being tested. You know, it's it's this is a this is a school of hard knocks, planet Earth. I think it's not an easy place. You know, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, I I often joke. I think I said this, maybe said this to you at the weekend. I've certainly said it to people before. I feel like life is one of those journeys where you're possibly going to get to the end. And you know, people say that at the end you see like a tunnel of light. I, I think what that is, is the tunnel of light is actually being born again, if you haven't got it right. And you literally get to that point where you're like, oh, there's the light, there's the tunnel at the end. Oh, my God, I've worked it all out. And then you're washed of your memories and you right. have to come back and do it all yeah. over again, unless you got it right. And then you get onto a higher ascension. That's, yeah. that's, that's my kind of theory a little bit, because it does seem like there's a lot of lessons to be learned. And if you don't correct those lessons or learn from them you keep having those experiences again I mean that talk to me about the dark is it the dark night of the soul I'm really interested in this very interested you talked yeah. a bit about this in your book that you experienced this yeah. is that a period of how would you describe that someone that hasn't heard that terminology before Steve so if people people understand the word crisis which is like you know, you're unemployed, you're sick, you're, your wife leaves you or whatever. Then you go in a crisis. Uh, a dark night of the soul is an existential crisis where the crisis is external. There could be external things happening, or, but most of it's internal. There's a complete collapse of meaning, a collapse of identity, a collapse of who am I? What am I here to do? Why am I doing this? That used to be meaningful. It's not meaningful anymore. I used to love that person. I feel neutral now. And it's a complete shift internally. And it's like... Um, all the anchors of my life when it happened in 2010 was the beginning were pulled up. You know, my, I had to resign from alternatives because this dark night was, was kicking off and I couldn't really hold an organization anymore like that. Mm. Uh, my long-term partner and us started separating. We sold our place, all of it, every single anchor went. And I was like, it's like being adrift on a boat, you know, mm. and thinking, I don't know where this current is taking me. 
but it was really dark and difficult. I had dark nightmares. I was feeling I was being chased nightly by dark forces and dark entities and whatever it was. And then I started coming out. Uh, none of the healing methods worked. None of the meditation stuff I did before worked. It was like, oh my gosh, I'm completely in a new zone. It's really strange. But it taught me a lot. It taught me a bit about facing darkness. Mm. And of course, now a lot of the clients I work with have gone through their own darkness or facing various forms of darkness. So it's made me less afraid or not unafraid of the dark, really. You know, I'd say I've looked at it and it was pretty nasty. And uh, I've come out. I didn't think I would survive, actually. I thought I, I really thought I would end this lifetime. I looked down at the Thames a couple of times thinking it's so painful being in this body that I could easily jump in. And it was that strong, really. And I, would, and I think collectively a lot of people have experienced that. You know, they've been forced to experience some level of that recently with what's happened. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, that in itself, I think, like you say, a lot of people relate to it as a, as a crisis. How, when did that start to come? When did you start to come out of that? You know, for people that are listening that are thinking, oh my God, I can, I mean, I can relate. <laughs> As you well know, because we've had a few yeah. sessions together, yeah. you know, my in, in a most dark secret. So, oh, very but, dark. Yeah, very dark. I'm very dark. <laughs> you know. but, it, but, you know, for those that are literally suffering and, and are hearing this and thinking, God, I can really relate to that. What, like you say, you tried lots of different things and it didn't help. And you really got to the point where you were like, that you know the end is more attractive than being i mean that's a place that none of us want to be but many of us yeah. are what what got you well you know? i do believe that i think wayne dyer wrote this book there's a spiritual solution to every problem and i, I always believed that but it's just that all the solutions that used to work stopped working but i did find spiritual solutions that work i found um a couple of healers two healers actually that finally went yeah i know what's going on okay let's do this this and this and i'm like oh God, goodness, it, I'm feeling better. I'm coming out. And, and uh, it's helped me on my path because I needed to know those things to help other people. I'm like, oh, for example, um, if people heard the idea of chakras, my yeah. throat chakra was completely switched off. Completely? I, yeah, it was like completely switched off. And then I didn't, I was so in this dark place, I didn't realize. And they said, oh, your throat chakra switched off. Let's switch it on again. And, and then I started, like, oh my gosh, I, I started to come alive and I started to feel myself again, the, the channel up to source and my intuition started switching on again. And then I did a, I met another uh, healer who said, oh, I dreamt about, I, I contacted her uh, through a mutual friend who said, oh, you've got to go and see Almira. And, and I contacted her, he said, oh, I had a dream of you. And yeah, I knew you were coming and here you are. And uh, I worked with her for a year or so. And then I did some training with her and she was great. She helped me out. I did something called um, light body surgery, which was kind of really way out. Wow. I wouldn't tell my kids that. They go, dad, we don't want to hear this stuff. You know, we don't hear it know. now. Yeah. Everyone knows now. That sounds magnificent. I like the sound of that. Yeah. It's like working surgically on the energy body. It's not, you're not, you haven't got any scalpels or anything, but you're kind of going into people's energy field and pulling out and, and, all of that so yeah the, I, I do love all this weird stuff because it makes me understand we live in a magical universe and weird stuff happens and there's a solution everything has an energetic solution you know and so that's the level i go in 
uh, in, in people's mental body, emotional body, chakra systems, and find out what's what's happening. You know, I'm, I'm actually booked up to February. It's, it's quite mad. I'm, you know, I mean, it's it it's definitely. I mean, for for those that that haven't done any energy work, and I would like to think that most people have done some work with a healer, or you know, even like Reiki or massage. I I went and had um. I went to an osteopath recently and I didn't actually realize that his clinic was, you know, it was also quite an alternative clinic. I didn't, I mean, I just, of course, I just got drawn there. You know, I went in there thinking I was going to get prodded around and actually, you know, we were doing the sounding and he was tuning in, tuning to the fact I had a broken heart, could point my exact point of pain on my body without me telling him where it was. And it was all linked to my emotional well-being. Also pointed out some things that had happened to me when I was much younger that i totally um blanked over that was really having an impact on me now and so it's just there is no doubt in my mind you know about it because I've had so many experiences that you know, there is no way once you see you can't unsee can you yeah you found your way of is this real yes it is and you found yeah. your own way of going yes it's real we all need to find that way you know and yes, have that moment and there's no turning back you look at the universe with new eyes reality you can't see the same old reality i don't see it anymore really mm. and like the current crisis that's going on i look out and i'm like oh i have to remind myself oh oh yeah there is something going on oh yeah i forgot yeah, yeah. I, well it, yeah, it's yeah. like you, you there's a point in your book isn't there we'll talk about your book in a sec steve oh yeah oh, the book. book i forgot yeah, about the book uh, i know it's so nice <laughs> to talk to you we forget we've been recorded here but the, the book as well there's a point in the book where you say you know try out just not reading a paper or not watching the news or just literally and I would invite everyone to do that for a while I mean I've you know recently sort of had a break from some social media and even that has just made me just much more focused on the life I'm sort of doing and being and enjoying because we can get sucked up into so much stuff can't we Um, and I think um, there's been some great quotes recently about the media and you know things that things that are made up unfortunately and if you choose to if you choose to sort of respond to the media you've got to take it with a pinch of salt as I take my tell my dear mum when she's always telling me what's going down in certain newspapers that I won't name for legal reasons but um you know it's it's the way it is but if you want to stay um true to yourself and and keep going forwards I think you, you need to feel what's going on around you and try not to be influenced so much with with all this other stuff don't oh yeah well, you know, I used to think to some extent that the newspapers and different channels were reasonably independent. And people think, well, if a lot of intelligent minds come to the same conclusion, it must be the truth. Mm. But actually, if you look at the papers, what I see is a narrative that's being spewed out as which you could say is propaganda, really. To me, it's propaganda that's being spewed out. Mm. And there is not a lot of intelligent minds going on. It's just like, here's the script read it or you're fired that's what i think is actually probably going on there may be some intelligent people who believe the narrative and are let let loose to rant and do what they want to do but there is a narrative and i think in america there's a lot of things on this operation was it mockingbird i think in america how much the cia controlled the american uh media and i thought well that's america you know we we don't do that in britain (laughs) But now I see with this current crisis and what's been going on and also on all of the main channels like Facebook, you, you, it, the thing is that any debate has been stifled. You know, mm. democracy is debate, right? There's yeah. no debate. It's, there's, there's no alternative views. Any alternative views, you're off. 
you're put in Facebook prison or whatever, or, you know, or any doctor that comes out will be struck off, apparently, you know, this kind of thing, or Mm. nurses are sacked. And Mm. so that's not a democracy. Something else is happening now. Mm. And that we're in propaganda land. So people need to know that. They do need to know that. And do you think as well, like, obviously, you've got um, a, a lot of people follow you and speak to you through YouTube and channels like that. I mean, I know Russell Brand's been speaking a lot about at the moment in the States, the fact that news channels, they're, they're, they're losing their power. You know, not yeah. so many people are watching the news channels. They're going to you know, either social media platforms. I mean, I'm not saying there isn't propaganda in social media, but there is everywhere. But yeah. you, you've, the people are being able to have more independence as to where they get their information from. Whereas, yeah. like you say, before, a decade ago or a couple of decades ago, just the news you know before that four channels i mean now we've got so many other sources we can go to do you think that's helped to increase the knowledge and the power of of individuals because we are able to find out more i think on the one hand yes it's helped people who really know what they're looking for who who like researching and go oh this is true that's disinformation they kind of worked it out but there's a lot of people also a bit confused oh it's too many channels too much Oh, oh i don't know so for a number of people who know how to research, it's great. For, for some people, I think it's just overwhelming and they want to switch it off. Yeah. You know, too many places to go. I used to have several apps on my phone. I actually deleted them all. And I used to go around Al Jazeera, the, the Russian news one. I wanted yeah. to see all these different perspectives on, on uh, what's going on in the world. So you can get a bit of a rounded picture. But now I think what's, what's going on, there's not even a rounded picture anymore. Nobody's really speaking the truth on the main platforms. Yeah. They're all pretty controlled. So yeah, look, look and uh, go find alternative sources. Yeah. Uh, there, there is some great channels at BitChute. Um, there are some brand YouTube. Is it? There's some very alternative, London Real. There are these other channels. Which I love are... Gaia TV as well. I watch a lot of Gaia TV. And I think, I, yeah. you know what? I think I found you randomly. And I know I know we have, I have said this to you before, but I'll say it again. Um, before I even sort of you came into, you know, the picture, as it were, through lockdown, um, I'd heard you on the radio, weirdly, like a few years previously, I'd heard you. Because when I spoke to you, when I had a session with you, I recognised your voice. Oh, right. And it was really weird because I was like, this is like this is like an out of body experience because I'm having a conversation with a person who I and I remember very clearly the conversation. It was it was a chat with someone and it was about your experience. And I remember at the time it was a few years ago that I'd almost been like, wow, that sounds really out there for me to think that, you know. And yeah. then then speaking to you and and that to me is life. You know, you sort of think of someone, don't you? And then the next minute you're talking to them at a dinner party or you manifested me. I manifested you exactly <laughs> where we manifest each other don't we it's amazing yeah. but um but tell everyone I mean this is I am excited about this book because oh, yeah. it's the spiritual entrepreneur I know that's going to look backwards on this screen but um which is is really interesting for people that are listening as well because you know what there's been a, you you do a lot of helping people you help everybody steve but also in business as well because actually there are a lot of alternative businesses now and um but not just alternative just all sorts of businesses and this is really about being a true entrepreneur and being in, in tune with your your spiritual self isn't it would you say yeah. I How think would you so. describe this book well it's for anybody with spiritual values spiritual interests who wants to run their own business 
or has their own business who wants to up their game. It's um, for any coach or healer or therapist or anybody making jewelry or any anyone with a, I mean, I'm not looking to Marks, no, no CEO of Marks and Spencers is probably going to read it, but you never know, they might do. <laughs> But it's what about write, write this book because you've written how many books? This is number nine, is it? Six, you said, six, 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 six. Sorry, yeah. nine. six. Oh, I was just upside down. Sorry about yeah. that. Sorry. <laughs> it was in my head. Well, I, I wrote it. I write all my books for myself so I actually can read it and go, oh, yeah, that that's really good. And so I've written this as a kind of reference to me. If I get kind of lack inspiration, I kind of pick it up and go, oh, yeah, that's right. That's what I need to do. Or that's. So there's a lot of stuff around, you know, how you move along the journey, how you get past resistance. Resistance is big for a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, um, how you keep yourself inspired, uh, how you shift from um, an employee to an entrepreneur mindset. And that's quite big, really, because um, as an, I was an employee for a long time and then I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And my mind and my my system had to readjust to another way of being. You know, I had to have a new relationship with rules, for example. As an employee, I had to get at my desk at nine o'clock and lunch was at 12 or whatever. As an entrepreneur, all those rules go out the window. There's nobody telling me what to do. And I, you can, you can bend the rules as well. I'm not saying to people to break the law, but I'm saying some rules, especially the internal rules about how things has to be, yeah. have to be broken or bent because we have a lot of rules. Often we, we grow up with these rules. Um, our sense of identity has to shift from I'm a cog in a machine to, uh, um, you know, maybe a happy cog to I'm forging my own destiny. You know, there's there's a work ethic that has to be addressed, looked at, the 3D puritanical Protestant work ethic that you know, if, if anybody listens to this in America, that's the capital of it because they are nuts with this one over there. When I go over there, I actually channeled the new work ethic, 5D work ethic, which is in the book, which is we're not a worker or a grafter, nose to the grindstone. We're a player. You know, it's about creativity. It's about yeah. intuition. It's the new game. And even companies like Google recognize this. It's about those companies which are the most creative are the ones who are succeeding, you know, even the big ones. Um, so it's, it's, it's changing our thinking, changing our mindset, changing our way of moving in the world, our choices, looking at moving beyond resistance. And then it's looking at the energy of vibration and how our business is vibration, how we are vibration, how we can start shifting the vibration of our business. I mean, there's just so much in there. I mean, I packed it full. It's kind of little bite-sized chapters and there's loads of them. It's quite a big book, actually. It's, but, it's big, but it's really, I I read a lot actually last night. I've been reading it, you know, since you gave it to me at the weekend, but it's, I really like the way that there's like little exercises in there to do as well. Yeah. Um, there's what I, I like that in books. And there's also really, really beautiful quotes. It's, it's really, I mean, I would recommend everyone, everyone get a copy and have a look at it because it's, it is um, like you say, there's a lot of books out there, but this is, this is really about sort of, you know, finding your own calling, isn't it? And, and, and working with it. Well, most business books uh, of this kind of genre are either very yang, which are, yeah. you know, masculine, elbow yeah. out the competition, go for it, build your team, build the sales, have an exit plan, you know, all, all the, all, you know, and I've read a few of those and they are like, oh my God, really? And then there are these new yin ones which are coming, which are like just 
trust and go with the flow and everything will be all right and have a nice affirmation in the morning. And I think, you know, it's very nice, but actually what you need is a combination of the two, yes. the best of the two that creates the synergy of the two. And there's a whole section in the synergy of the, of the masculine and feminine, because it's not about elbowing people out in the way anymore. And it's not about just lighting a candle in the morning, wafting some incense over you and going, well, let's hope it's all right today. Yes. You know, it's about, um, there's a lot more you can do with it your feminine intuition, imagination, sense sources of inspiration, and your masculine ability to plan, strategically think and move and choose, you know, all these things come together and it creates, I think genius is created out of that synergy actually. And a lot, there's so many people I meet. There's what? It's a harmony then of the two, isn't it? Yeah. I'd see loads of clients, loads of entrepreneurs, and a lot of them are either too yang you know, an, an example would be I had some coach said, oh, you know, I'm doing coaching of blah, blah. And I looked at their website and I said, this is a corporate website. And they went, is it? And I said, look at it. You know, you look corporate and the whole bullet point is corporate. But most of the clients I see are all very yin. Oh, you know, come by my sessions if you like, you know, and it'll all be lovely. And I'm like, well, that that doesn't say anything. You know, what are you trying to say? You're not selling yourself. A lot of um, entrepreneurs have a big resistance about being visible, yeah. visibility. Mm-hmm. And it shows up of, of I want to be visible, but I'm a bit scared. So I'll just be half visible. <laughs> I won't be seen anywhere. So, I mean, I've seen some, a friend of mine who's a brilliant healer has hardly, does not doing very well, not many clients, because she is afraid to be visible and she hasn't worked out how to be visible. And she has a reason why she wants to be visible. Part of one of member of her family is a bit nuts. But I say, until you work that out, you're going to be hiding from your clients. And she still hasn't worked it out. So she's still hiding. And that, so that visibility has been like d- being who you are, being, a, being an expression of yourself. And be totally weird. You've got to, one of the things I say to spiritual entrepreneurs is your weirdness is your brilliance. Be yeah. weird. Don't be normal. Too many people are trying to fit in and be normal. Don't be as weird as you possibly can be in alignment with who you are. The moment I became weird and allowed myself to become weird was the when I became truly abundant and successful, really, and visible. And people, I, find, I just opened up a Telegram channel on my, you know, Telegram's great because you, you can open a channel. And I did it 10 days ago. And it's 2,000 people nearly following me now going, oh, we love your little space. And it's so lovely. And, you know, all of that. But it so, is but also, I think with your, um, so also some of the work that you do when you certainly with meditation and sessions that you do with clients as well, because you obviously write books, you do meditations, you do transmissions, but you also do sessions with clients. And you just mentioned there that you work with coaches and entrepreneurs. Yeah. But um, I mean, there's like cord cutting. I mean, that I like a bit of cord cutting. I think oh, yeah. we might have a bit more cord cutting. We need to do <laughs> you and I, as I mentioned at the weekend, I might be talking to you after this session, but um. It, that was really powerful for me because for me personally, before I'd worked with you, I'd not experienced anything like that. Now, I understand that energy, like, you know, I feel people's energy very much so. And I, I'm, I'm very intuitive and I'm pretty tuned in. But I'm also a little bit scared, as you know, of certain things mm. um, of myself, really, to be fair. I mean, I was mm. talking to someone the other day and I said something about my dad and who's not with us anymore, not on this plane anyway. And this musical box that 
I've not been able to get to work all weekend for my kids, the Christmas box, just started playing. It was like something, right. it was just like, ding, 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 ding. and I was like, oh, there's granddad, you know, thank you very much. But the, the cord cutting, I'm digressing there totally as usual. The cord cutting for me, we were working particularly with me with things that were kind of holding me back, let's say, without without disclosing our conversation. And yeah. you, you cut these energetic cords and it mm. was incredibly powerful that mm. must be in business as well some of the cords energetic cords with people or belief systems or things that have happened must have a huge impact and people don't even know they're carrying it around with them yeah there's there's many elements really but you know if you're if you're in a power struggle with someone you're usually having cords pushing into your solar plexus you can feel i mean you can feel yeah. the power you can yeah. you can feel the anger of another person trying to push in yeah. or whatever or if you feel betrayed, you know, the, the, the idea of the knife in the back, it's really the knife in the back of the heart, the cord comes in the back of the heart and you feel it. You've got this kind of, oh, um, you know, or there might be someone who goes, uh, typically um, something happens as a child and a parent doesn't want you to say anything about it. And there's something in the throat. No, you can't speak of that. Yeah. You, no one must speak of that. Or someone does speak of something and it causes mayhem. And then suddenly the throat goes thump. And there may be all kinds of stuff needs to be cut in the throat. <clears throat> if um, codependency is often in the base chakra, uh, sexual cords in the sacral, you know, and even if you've never been intimate with someone, someone could be fantasizing over you and just sending this projection and you get it right in the, in the sacral, the belly area. There's all these chakra system. And depending on the nature of the issue is where the cords go and front and back, you know, often the back and the front, we've got to cut all of it. And, um, you know, weirdly, uh, a lot of people who have a lot of religious beliefs have cords with the church, mm. some religious system. It's not a person, but a system can cord into people on benefits don't realize that they're going for the little handout. But that system is plugging into them. I had an experience of this when I had a brief period of uh, of, you know, being on entrepreneur. Uh, entrepreneur enterprise allowance i think it was called and yeah. i thought my gosh there's something plugging into me it's the system yeah plugging in well we'll give you a little bit of money if we can take your energy and it's kind of weird we live in a weird universe so oh, i mean and goodness me right now i mean there was something on the radio yesterday that my um my children's dad was talking to me about with the bounce back loans and there's you know uproar about bounce back loans for businesses because a lot of businesses haven't been able to go back to business because the lockdown's gone so long I mean, that's a load of plugins, isn't it? I mean, yeah. you know, into businesses, into people's, not just bounce back loans, but everything that people have had experience of over the past couple of years. There's a lot of plugins there. So, oh, a lot. Well, so what can people do for um for for mere mortals like I that aren't quite as magical as yours, dear? And we're all magical. Oh, you are. Uh, thank you. Um, I like that little bit of little glitter there or something. Yeah, stardust. But what, stardust. What um. You know, what can people do to sort of to tune into this a little bit more if they're interested? Obviously, they can check you out at thesoulmatrix.com and they can read your book. But yeah. for, for, for a beginner, if someone's listened to this and thought, wow, this is really interesting, this really resonates with me, but it's quite a lot. Well, how would you recommend people sort of start exploring? Uh, go on my uh, YouTube channel and there's lots of super quick meditations of 22 minutes, uh, connecting with your higher self, connecting with a guide or just connecting in with yourself, or oh, there's one, gratitude, self-love. There are simple ones, defragging the mind, emotional yeah. healing. Uh, go on there, because what I've planned to do and what is happening is I've created a library of resources that people go, well, I've got an issue. 
what can I do about it? Well, there's cord cutting, there's mm. clearing the evil eye, there's this, there's that. So go on there, you'll find loads of playlists under health, um, relationships, soul mission, chakra system, angels, star beings. So I've created a whole library because actually the way these things come is higgledy-piggledy. Uh, it would be lovely if I just got, a, you know, 20 transmissions that followed one after the other, but it, it doesn't happen that way often. I get, here's a star race, here's an angel. But now what's happened is they've all aggregated into playlists. So now they're making sense. I go, oh, right. There's a whole load there that kind of fit together. So in the beginning, it, it, it was like, oh, I do apologize. I'm sorry. I was, I was there. Now I'm channeling that. But now I get what they're doing. It's not been a logical process, but now there's a whole library being formed. So Amazing. Go there. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And are you looking forward to Christmas? Are you I am. I love Christmas. With your family. Do you oh. look at your face like, I love Christmas. Oh. I love it. I know. All the presents and the trees. All the presents. That come the, first, did it, Steve? The well, the grandkids because i've got four grandkids and i love the little faces they give them loads of presents i take them all out for a tribal dinner we have the whole tribal because there's a big tribe of them a gathering we take them to a restaurant have dinner i I went and bought these lovely uh, crackers with raw chocolate in cost of fortune i want them all to have a lovely they look beautiful and we're going to go to this big restauranty place and yeah. yeah and so once a year it's just nice to celebrate i think we should celebrate all year round you know diwali <laughs> christmas all of it every well, day we, should be a celebration we like celebrations don't we we had a good celebration it was, well, it's it was fabulous it was yeah it was, fabulous. it was too much fun <laughs> way too much fun yeah. but um but no well listen i mean thank you so much for coming and talking to me about this it's really exciting to um i definitely manifested this as well i've wanted to talk to you for some time but oh, it's yeah. the right time oh, and for those that are thinking about um, going out on their own, maybe going from being an employee to entrepreneur, business owner, or starting something out, what would, what would, what would be your little little golden stardusty nugget of wisdom before we sign off today? One of the biggest issues is what people call confidence. Um, but really, it's, it's, there's no such thing as confidence. There's no tank of confidence we can fill up, really. But the thing to do around that is, be inspired. I make inspiration and daily practice. Surround yourself with people who are upbeat, supportive, who will who will support your dreams. Not oh, be careful, dear. You're going to fall down a hole and disappear, and the you know never to be seen again. You need to be creating friends around who are on the path. And mutual support is great. You know, like hanging out with people like you, Anna. Yeah. That actually we understand the journey. We know what it's like. We may have different avenues of entrepreneur. So hang out with those people. Go on TED Talks. Go on these places. Go and search for people who are doing it. Find books like mine and others. Yeah. Uh, just stay inspired. Get lots of ideas. Go out. Have lots of silence. Sit in the forest. Meditate. You know, in the bath, wherever you want to do it. Start tuning into your own intuition. Intuition is the most important thing because your intuition will save you making a load of mistakes and help you get on your path. My intuition is something I tune into all the time and it's it's saved me a lot of heartache and helped me on the path a lot. Yeah. I think that is a, a key thing is people listening to their intuition. It's that it's that voice in your gut that sometimes we try and suppress it. And it's like, no, you you need to you need to tune into that and listen. Yeah, the head says business plan. The gut says, forget that. Mm. We're gonna we're gonna go this way. I mean, I actually had an argument with somebody on the on the on, on, on alternatives. They said, What's your business plan for the next five years? I said, I don't want a business plan. I, you know, everything changes year to year. I want to have a goal or an intention, but I, you know, can you imagine business, all the business plans have been destroyed by COVID. 
you know <laughs> i yeah i mean i i i business plans it's interesting because i've always worked I, I always say organically but i ha i have that's always the way i've worked and there always seems to be a way that things if you sort of listen and follow your own dance there just seems to be a way of working things out and often when you do go around you know the houses or it goes a bit of a wrong direction it's because you needed to learn something that's what i found so yeah. There's no, there's no sort of wrong in right, really, if you follow your intuition, I think. So, yeah. well, thank yeah. you, Steve. And your YouTube channel, we can just find you, just, it's just your name. Steve Nabell, yeah. yeah. The Steve Nabell. The Steve Nabell. <laughs> well, listen, very much love to you. Thank Thanks. you for joining us on the big chat. And um, I, yeah, huge love. I can't wait to see you soon. And um, yeah. Yeah. thanks again. Bye, Steve.